Grand Risings, Grand Risings, this is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this terrific Thursday. Hope that you guys got some good rest last night. I know I did. And I hope that you guys have a good day today. I want to come to you and read, read to you from um, one of my books that I've actually been reading from. Uh, it's called Spiritual Famine in the Age of Plenty by Marliana Donato. I am on chapter four. I try to squeeze in reading throughout the day. Sometimes it's hard. So early in the mornings is best for me. I'm going to be reading from chapter four. Um, it's titled The Quest for Cool. The Quest for Cool. Whims of a Changing Culture. And the name of this podcast today is Latest Whims. Our bodies seemed to fascinate us when we were very young. Most of us can probably remember a time when we were proud of our ponytails and pot bellies, proud of the whole package, until someone along the way led us to believe that the whole package was not what it should be. Stand up straight. Suck it in. Walk like a lady. Be still. Be quiet. Be everyone's ideal of you. The brief comment, silent disapproval, or schoolyard snicker becomes cellular memory long after the conscious forgets, long after the conscious mind forgets it. The result is the inability to live consciously and most often self-consciously. There are countless cultures with their own unique shape, shade, and color of expression. Yet what is acceptable is subject to region, day, month, year, decade, and century. Human beings can be fascinated by a whim, and we forget that the human body and psyche cannot accommodate every whim that comes along. Just because someone thought that binding a woman's feet from infancy to adulthood to deform and cripple her feet was the ideal of beauty does not mean it was rational. Just because someone during the Inquisition decided that red-haired individuals were chosen by the devil and subsequently tortured and or killed did not mean it was sane. Just because religious texts suggest that the left hand is sinful and someone decided that being left-handed indicates demonic tendencies and this person should be forced to learn to be right-handed did not mean it was sensible. Having fiery treasures, treasures was one, a spiritual crime today. Yet today, women are dying their hair instead of dying. A few decades ago, a skinny person was considered sick, boring, even ugly. It is a sad truth, but many of us are starving, clenching, cutting, pinning, and self-loathing ourselves to death in the name of the wit of the latest whim that will soon be replaced by another. This book is so, so good. She goes on to talk about the wilderness within. If the body is indeed the temple of the soul, many of us have spears that exist amidst ruins. Cultures changing definitions of self-worth challenge our structures year after year, decade after decade. Winds of criticism and expectation assault our temples. Trends, mass marketing, celebrity worship, and the media invade our sanctuaries and hold us hostage to the idea that we are not good enough unless we are trimmed, painted, nipped, and tucked, implanted, and ornamented. We learn the doctrine of comparison and deface our temples with dissatisfaction. Self-negation leads to the loss of inner peace, sacred ground. The wild spirit inside of us becomes caged by social obligation and the pristine self is raped 
by the preferences of our culture. We conform to the quote unquote real world and by doing so lose the real world inside the self that is linked to our innate power and possibility. The independent self needs no external reassurance of worth or feels a need to seek artificial iconic inspiration. Nature alone can be our role model. She accepts her seasons and renews herself after devastating fires of loss. Her resources of wisdom are ancient within her own anonymity. The wild self inevitably risks extinction in a society that values whim and fattens the ego with the, while starves the spirit. The body's sacredness has been forgotten in our high-tech world, but we, but we all are the blueprints to our temples in our cellular memories. We know the floor plans intimately, innately, full restoration is possible. We must first be willing to relinquish layers of identity that we have acquired for social comfort, even social survival. We must consider the possibility that the preferences of mass consciousness are inessential and take responsibility for our own self-image. We can decide whether society's dysfunction should be our own. It is not easy being on the wrong side of the current cultural whim, but most of us have disliked ourselves to some degree in the name of someone else's prejudice. Some of us have even betrayed our special qualities with pure hatred, but from this we can gain freedom that is hard to come by. Once we survive our own persecution, the world and its mercurial or mediocre opinions means nothing. In order to be truly free in our own skins, first, we must own ourselves, no matter how frightening it may seem. We must be willing to untangle our true spears from the nets of preconceived ideas, ideals, and expectations society placed on us from birth. This is so, so good. And I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pretty sure you guys had the same reaction that I'm having right now. This is actually my first time reading that. And Mrs. Donato really delves into what really makes you, you. And uh, it's very important for us to know that we are all unique in our own beauty and to stop hating ourselves, right? So when you stop hating yourself and you start accepting yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly, there's a sense of freedom in that. So if you're trying to satisfy mass consciousness or a group of people or mass amounts of people, I'm not speaking about being cooperative and um, learning about submission and honor. I think those things are needful. When it gets to the point where it those things are not making you, you, who you are, um, not making you love how the creator made you, then there's a dysfunction there. And you do not have to absorb, nor do you have to accept others' dysfunction, right? And so I actually heard a very great teacher um, that said, I did not assign you to articulate who I am. And that one sentence blew me away. And I have been using it as my motto ever since I've heard that. If you have not assigned people, if they're not uh, what you would consider close friends, because um, we know we live in a day where people will consider themselves your close friend, but you don't feel that way. Or family will consider themselves close to you and that they know you, but you know they don't know themselves and you guys are not really close like that, right? So you do not have to uh, succumb and bow down to other people's ideas of you or their opinions because you didn't assign them. You assign those who exhibit loyalty, who exhibit self-love for themselves, who exhibit, who exhibit unconditional love. 
And so that's what's important. So I want you guys to go ahead and read The Spiritual Famine in the Age of Plenty by Marliana Donato. And remember to love yourselves today. Be comfortable in your own skin. Okay. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day.